Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 16th episode of Concussion Chats. My name is Taya. Uh, Concussion Chats is a podcast hosted by the McGill Students for the Concussion Legacy Foundation with the help of Nick from Concussion Talk Podcast. We're dedicated to providing strength and hope to those suffering from concussions through sharing experiences. Today, I have a recording of our speaker, um, Laura. Uh, Laura has been playing basketball since she was 10. While playing basketball, she has suffered three concussions. Um, while sometimes it has been tough, there's always a bright side, she says. Yeah, hi, everybody. It's Thais. Thank you. My name is Laura. I go by she, her. Um, just a quick background. I'm from Latvia, uh, a country in Europe. Uh, I came to Canada four years ago to study and play basketball. And uh, yeah, two years ago, now more than two years ago, I got my first concussion. Uh, it was in a basketball game. I got elbowed to my airbrow, went to hospital, got some stitches. And at that time, like, they warned me, you may have a concussion. But then I didn't know, like, nobody in back home talked about it. I thought it's only a hockey player thing. And so when I first started noticing all the symptoms, it was very weird, like, all the smell and noise. Like, I wouldn't really understand what did it mean. But I was able to recover in two weeks, as they usually say. So I thought that's how it usually goes until my second concussion which happened last year in September, not last year, 2019. And um, yeah, it was another game. Uh, and I, I just slightly got touched. It was actually just a touch and nothing else. And at that point, I didn't, again, think about it much because, but I still immediately started feeling weird. And, but I didn't think you can get concussion just from somebody touching you and touching your head. And uh, the next day I woke up, like I had all the headaches, nausea, just weakness. And, uh, but again, I thought two weeks, okay, I'm gonna be back. So nothing much, uh, started biking, everything was going well. And as an athlete, you have to go through the return to play biking process. So I was able to do that until the last uh, 
session, which is like a bike interval and you have to get high in a heart rate. And I wasn't able to do it. My heart rate started to jumping, my ox pulse dropped and just started feeling sick. And, uh, and then we stopped and, uh, and after that session, I never really felt good again for a couple of months. And the first month after that, I was just basically in my room because all my symptoms got worse even like how it was after the second concussion. And uh, my Alps box was always in low 90s and it's supposed to be in high 90s. And uh, just my heart rate was bouncing around and wasn't really able to study. So I was just basically at home doing nothing. And uh, yeah, and then uh, I started biking because that's how they always said like that you have to do some activities. So I started biking with an uh, oxygen mask on and uh, after a month, it started getting better. My pox got better and heart rate was not jumping anymore just from standing up. And, um, and I thought that it's gonna be, get better but I still had some symptoms and still was not feeling very good. And uh, went home, saw some doctors there uh spend like three days in a hospital and with neurologist and and then she said like you're fine maybe it's just something in your head that you cannot get over and uh and I was like maybe so I went back uh and I always had this goal to because we were a good team that year and uh, I wanted to play and we wanted to compete in national championship game so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do it. Um, and then after a month, I was playing a basketball game again and this five months after my concussion, I think um, probably wasn't the smartest decision because I was basically just pushing through both mentally and physically. Um, and it was finally done. And uh, like, it was a very tough month for me to just be back because like after the game, I needed a week to recover and just mentally I was somewhere else and didn't want to be there and uh, but it was done we didn't win uh, went home and there was no pressure nothing I didn't have like school was done so I was able to just rest and no pressure and I started slowly getting better uh, I was still feeling constant headaches, but overall I was started feeling better and I wanted to actually start picking basketball because after the season ended, like basketball was something I didn't want to think about. But then I started picking up basketball and I thought maybe I can play again. And uh, I did, I came back again this year, uh, was very excited about basketball. And I knew there's COVID, so our playing was, not yet decided what's going to happen but I had like these all large goals to like take the hardest classes go for hikes every weekend because mountains are right here and weekends are off and uh, in my third practice again third practice back I got I didn't see a pass coming and I just got smacked on my right side again and uh, 
and I knew right away that it's on concussion. So I was pretty devastated, especially after like setting these like goals and plans for myself that like I knew like I was stuck again in my bed for a long time. Um, and it's now been five and a half months after that concussion. And the first months were really tough. Like I was having constant headaches, feeling nauseous, my anxiety picked up, um, just all the sensitivities to light and noises and even smell like it was all really bothering me. And and I was just not okay with having concussion. I didn't want to accept it. I was feeling sorry for myself. I was mad at the person who hit me with the ball and just so many negative thoughts. And uh, my great-grandma passed away too in that time period and I wasn't home with my family. So that hit hard too. And I started overeating, started eating very unhealthy and just, didn't see, didn't see anything good. And, uh, and then after my great grandma passed away, I think that that was a point, the hardest point and I couldn't sleep anymore. Um, for two months, I was up most of the night, just thinking a lot and staring in the ceiling and and then I decided that I can't stop being so negative and just, just suffering what I have like seeing the good side of what happened. And cause I don't know, I was, I always said these high goals but I started to see that I can accomplish them in different ways. Like maybe it's not taking the hardest class but still doing some things like I was able to study for 30 minutes and I started appreciating it. Started like even reading for 10 minutes was big for me. So doing that was, it was good. And I started doing those things that I like. I started walking and walking has become my favorite thing because that's the most activity I basically get. And And then I just started accepting that maybe it's gonna be like this for a while and those headaches gonna be there and just trying to be okay with it while I was still wasn't really okay that's the how they say like the saying goes be okay with not being okay and I started being okay that I wake up with the headache and just not being not hoping to not wake up with a headache I was just okay you have a headache and let's see what, you, what we can do with the headache. And if it's 30 minutes of studying and, and half an hour and a half of just rest, okay, I'm just gonna enjoy the 30 minutes of studying. And I became really in the moment, present and focused. If I study for those 30 minutes, that's the only thing I do. If I'm here talking, that's the only thing I do. And I'm not trying to be somewhere else. And of course I struggle with it a lot because my mind is always racing somewhere. And, uh, but yeah, um, another thing that I picked up was, not picked up, but like just seeing what we all go through. There are so many people that, and we don't see what they go through. And I think with my concussion, 
a lot of people didn't see it. And my closest friend actually like, because one of my closest friends, she was, she was with me the second and third time. And uh, she told me that I managed my third concussion better than I did my second one, which was, which was how she saw it. And because in my third concussion, I started to putting that fake smile on and just being more positive. And if I'm spending time with them, I'm like all in and not thinking about my concussion, which is hard sometimes because it's there. Um, but when she said it, it hurt a lot because, but in the same time I understood because if I'm putting the fake smile on then how somebody can see it. And that's what I started doing to like not saying everybody and and I don't think that was the best idea. So in the last month and a half, when I changed my mindset, I've been talking about it more and just letting people know that concussion is a problem. And uh, some and uh, people, my friends now know that when they tell me stories where they hit their heads, they tell me because they know how much I care about it. And they think about it too. Uh, so that was the empathy part. Like I feel, feel more empathy against people and just like being there if somebody needs. And uh, I guess last thing I wanted to touch is just, I think this concussion, I have become more thoughtful about what's happened around, around me. Cause um, I picked, like I was, I'm very car sick in a car or smells like my roommates were cooking yesterday and my head just like, like can't take it. And when somebody slams the cupboard, like my head is just not okay with it. So things like that, like I wouldn't usually two years ago, nothing like that. I would never notice a thing that somebody slams the cupboard, but now it's just my head. And that's where I'm like, when I do something like that, I'm just very thoughtful about it. And then I just cupboard, so like little things, like even walking when somebody like needs, when you see that they need their space and I'm just walking around, like there's a lot of little things I think we can notice about other people. And yeah, just, I think the main message is like, for me, it was like just accepting and, and there are good parts of it, I think, and just learning and, I don't think I would have picked up some of these things if it wasn't for concussion and just seeing a different perspective of it, not just the bad side that we all have gone through. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks, Laura, for the great talk. Uh, today, I have Emily, who is also part of McGill Students for Concussion Legacy Foundation and Nick from Concussion Talk Podcast joining me. Um, so what did you guys think about, um, Laura's talk? I, like, really resonated with a lot of it, like, the great-grandmother part, the, like, just, like, like, there was so much of it where I was just, like, damn, I, yeah, I don't know, I got a little teary while she was talking. I, I, uh, I'll share, let Emily talk first, because to make sure she's still stay awake. So, Emily, go for it. I am trying to stay awake. Um, 
I really resonated with it as well. Uh, losing somebody while you're dealing with recovery is absolutely terrible. Losing somebody anytime is absolutely terrible. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like a lot to process when you're already dealing with a lot of grief of losing, you know, your life um, or different things that you identified with. And then that, but I also really resonated with her talking about uh, one of these sort of like emotional bottoms where she's just sitting there looking up at the sky or ceiling or something like that. Um, and that's, you know, there's just been like some of the most intense moments of my life is when I'm just like, I'm so hopeless, but then it's kind of the, those waves of acceptance that happened for me in my case. And that's just kind of what it sounded like to me as she was like, okay, <laughs> I got to do something about this now. Um, it's kind of when the, when you yeah. stop wallowing in it and you're like, all right, I'll pick myself up and do this now. <laughs> and yeah, I really related to that. Yeah, I like, I like your life a lot too, and I don't want to say it resonated with us. I say should because you both have resonated. So it also resonated with me. And uh, <laughs> even though she's been, you know, it's been just two years since hers, and uh, for me, it's been a lot longer. It's been this will be eighteen years, you know, come August, and mine was different injury, but like still, um, I like how she was talking about just the injury, the concussion, just as in not really knowing anything about it. Talking about Rod, not saying that that she thought about it and she examined it, but just her immediate just thought like, oh, and this will be fine in two weeks, and I thought that's how it worked, and blah blah. And then she was, then her recovery would seem to be, there was no direct, didn't seem directed, it seemed like her just dealing with things like as they came, which also resonated with me because I wasn't told anything, and I wasn't expected to be told anything, and she just accepted life as it came, and I seemed. And that was, and I think that's showing, kind of showing that there's different ways to recover. There's not just this one, like, you need a destiny to your plan and do this and do that and do steps one through yeah. five and then take a break or do yoga or not. I do, do yoga. So I bit, that sounds bad. And about, like, she also just <laughs> said that, you know, she, uh, that she just dealt with and she came to these conclusions, like her mental space at the end. But how is she just living a moment, living living in that moment to moment, but living in the current moment and living, and just empathy and stuff. And her thought thought process is different now. The way she sees the world changed, and that's exactly kind of how I feel. Even though it's seems to be a different different time, different different sort of uh, for injury in that sense. Like both sports injuries, but still like different severity. Yeah. Yeah, I also, um, when we, so someone at the end, like, asked her about, uh, like, what, like, her, like, like if she could write a self-help book, like, what would, like, her steps, her process be, like, what made it, like, so, like, genuinely anchored and stuff, and she said that, like, every night before she goes to sleep, she kind of tells herself that, like, how I feel when I wake up is, like, okay, and just kind of like go with that and be okay with it and I think being able to do that is like that's amazing like that's like so amazing and um and definitely would make a huge impact like 
uh, allowing yourself to be however you are when you wake up. And I think also when she was talking about the moment where like her friend was like, yeah, like you're handling this concussion a lot better than like your others. And you know, she's like, what? Like, no, I'm not. And yeah. That's when she started like talking about how she was doing more. She was, um, just kind of like flipped to, um, just being more open and like, uh, honest with people about how she's actually doing, which like is definitely super important. Yes, yeah, it seems she came quickly to acceptance. Just that this is life now. This is how it is, and in the morning it's gonna be could be bad, could be good, but that's what it is. That's what it is, and uh, and now I'm doing okay, and probably I'm not. I'm beating as well, and or like, and this happened, and just yeah, just genuine acceptance of the whole situation, and. Not letting it really drive her too much to either extreme. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that um, it's amazing that she was able, to, is able to, you know, accept and go through her feelings. Um, that's such uh, something I really struggled with after my injury. Um, like we've talked about in the past, I just needed it to be good um and I'm learning now how to go through my feelings and like the one phrase that I love is like this this too shall pass it's like in those moments where I'm like oh my gosh this is the worst I feel awful um this too shall pass like this isn't I'm not going to be like this forever I'm not going to feel like this forever um that's one that's really helped me um but yeah, it's absolutely amazing that she was able to just start yeah. doing that. She came to it very quickly, and and of her own accord, it seemed seemed that she just kind of realized that, or just kind of just James say realized. She just said like just kind of the way I felt like I came to it. It's kind of like what you'd think of to get out of meditation or to get out of a certain practice, but you just kind of come to it naturally. Just come to it out your life that like maybe this is just what it is, and I gotta accept this and. And uh, this is, and other other people, other people have this it's different problems, but it's problems as well. And you know, you, you accept that, and just it's I, maybe it's maybe it's, it's just by fluke, similar outlooks on life. But maybe it's also their brain injury that, or the question that really same thing, um, that made her think that way. That that you know that yeah. changed her brain in such a way. I mean. I think it's also like like she did go through the process of like not accepting it though. Like um, she was talking about like her like after her concussion, she was devastated. She she like stayed in bed for a long time. Like um, she like fell into really unhealthy. Okay, are you moving a lot or your audio is weird now? But. You're a little choppy. Um, she uh, she was talking about how like she um, went into like unhealthy habits. Her great grandmother passed away, and that was like the hardest thing for her. Like she wasn't sleeping and stuff. And then um, she started being able to like study for thirty minutes and read for ten, and um, started walking. Like walking became her like favorite thing, and um, and just 
like 100% focusing on what she was doing. So it's not like she just like all of a sudden came into it with like open arms and acceptance. Like she went through her process that she needed to go through. And she did, um, which I think is important because like, I know a lot of people when we were talking were like asking her about like how how she how she's been doing this how 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 um but I think like obviously yeah everyone wants to know how someone does it but I think it's also important to acknowledge like just as much as like she's accepted it and she's living with um with things how they are she also like went through that really really hard process and like um and that like it's not all easy now. Um, like we were talking about someone asked if she would return to play basketball. And she said like, um, like I'd want to, but like, I, I don't think like I could because like, first off, like my family and friends are happening. And also just like, I don't think my, I don't think it's like a good idea. She was like, but like, obviously I would want to in the future. So, I mean, um, we were talking about like loss of sport and dealing with that too. And um, it's, I don't know. It's easy to be like, she accepted it. She accepted it. But you also, I think it's just as important to be like, she went through like the grieving process. She went through the really deep, dark, shitty stuff. And she's been able to come out and um, have all these great, like, new skills um of it and she was also talking about how like if it weren't for her concussion um she wouldn't have learned some of these things and she wouldn't see things from a different perspective she yeah um wouldn't have so much empathy for people and um so as much as like she went through some rough stuff she got some good stuff out of it i think that was a good important thing to acknowledge too and I think also yeah. just because, sorry, sorry, Emily, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to add on that everybody has their own process. Everybody's yeah. going to be different. That's yeah. that's kind of what I was going to say. It's like that, and even if you have a, this process you go through, it doesn't mean that you know what the process is. You just go through it and mm-hmm. just, you can't explain it simple as how or how did, you, how did this happen, how did this mm-hmm. happen, which happened, people often ask me too. I can't tell them really. I just 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 did after I'd say time. So I think I didn't figure I mean just happened to Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say it is such a hard thing to explain and it's just something you have to you have to walk through and so, trial and I mean, error. Yeah, and some I'm I was really stubborn you know <laughs> some people are really stubborn it takes them you know maybe a little bit longer or if they're younger sometimes um but yeah it's still like a pretty amazing journey i think yeah and it is something else uh that someone else had mentioned uh was about how like change doesn't happen in this like one swoop it's most moments um so i mean that's kind of also what um laura was saying like she like every night before she goes to bed she tells herself however i wake up that's like i'm gonna be okay with it in the morning she reads um like 
this uh, quote, um, like she'll read a quote from a book every morning and she'll write things down and um, she has like her morning routine and all these things in place to help with this change and this acceptance and things like that. So, um, and I think that's really important for people to also realize is um, how much that's also part of the process. Like, and since no one's injury is the same, the process won't be the same for everyone. And it's really, really hard because obviously you want to help everyone. Um, but a process that worked for her won't work for you or me sort of thing. Exactly. But it's like it's... tip and like stuff like sharing what's worked for you is helpful because then people can pick apart uh, things from what's helped you and what's helped someone else and then try those out and maybe they'll work for them. But not having the expectations that like this one thing that worked for this one person is going to solve everything. Yeah, yeah no, I think... Sorry, Emily, go ahead. I think the whole, like, sharing experience thing is really, like, it's, like, the definitive example of it's going to pass and it's going to be okay and it yeah. just provides a bit of hope. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I was just going to, oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you, Emily. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, go ahead, Nick. Oh, no, yeah, I was just going to say that, like, the whole thing with like the things she just tells herself before she goes to bed and when she reads a passage every morning or reads a line or a quote every morning I don't no I wasn't in the conversation so I don't really know what exactly I can't speak for her but I wouldn't think that's it's actually something that's not written in stone that's just written in, it's not like it's something that she'll, she'll do but she won't, I, don't, I don't I just have in this for me it's not something you every single night you'd say Okay, it's now it's eleven fifteen. I have to read this quote to tell myself that it's gonna be okay tomorrow. And then when I wake in the morning, first thing I do is open a book. It's just something that just happens. It's just like you read it. I think every morning you wake up, you think I couldn't mind hearing something, reading, reading something inspiring, or listening to something inspiring, and and go to bed. Yeah, you're like yeah. I would like I to read something inspiring. I think that's definitely what for her it's like a it's something that like she's been enjoying sort of thing i don't think yeah. it's like a at 11 a.m i have to do this particular yeah, thing and exactly thing. Like, i don't think it's a, a routine like that i think it's more yeah. like something that has helped her um and so she continues to do it because she enjoys it and it's been helpful for her and stuff like that that's what i think it is for sure. that's the impression i got yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Go for it, Em. <laughs> I go back and forth. No videos and, um, on. I know. So I was gonna go. I go. <laughs> I go in and out of um, doing positive affirmations every night. And mine is like really straightforward. I'm a spiritual person, so it's kind of like, you know, the nights I remember, and I've been doing it more lately. It just take two seconds to be like, like, basically like thank my higher power, or the universe, or whatever I'm feeling like, calling it that day, um, for my life, and then telling myself I love myself and I'm, you know, I am enough. And it takes literally like 20 seconds maybe. Um, mm -hmm. I notice that when I do that, you know, we talk a lot about like 
neurolinguistic sometimes. It's, you know, what we say, you know, shapes, what we say to ourselves, our self-talk changes how our brain is wired. Like just taking 20 seconds to be gentle with myself at night, like really like transfers over into my day. Like I have a harder time wallowing in my like, in my sadness and whatnot, you know, or my like, oh, well, I have this going on with me like the the just being the giving up feeling I have a harder time staying in that when I keep up with these affirmations like I feel like I have to do something about it you know like oh well you know I know what works for me and so I'm gonna take care of myself and I'm gonna do it and that's what it is like every night if I'm reminding myself that I love myself then I have to start treating myself like I love myself it's really a weird experience because I, I notice it in my behaviors before I actually consciously am thinking that I'm taking care of myself, you know? I don't know if that makes sense. But it's just really interesting um, how that works in such like a subtle way. Mm-hmm. No, and I think that goes back to like it's like a, an accumulation of a bunch of little moments that make the difference is uh, you doing it like – um, part of your routine is going to make more of a difference than if you did it once a month and just randomly, um, but you're doing it like every night and more frequently and consistently. Like, I mean, practice makes perfect. And so um, the like accumulation of all these little things will make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, I've still got, I've still got all those sticky notes that you wrote um, when I was away, like I don't know, like two years ago almost. I've got them all taped together in my wall, um, and I mean, just like little reminders and things like that um, made a difference. But yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed her talk, and I really love when she's at meetings. I really like her. She's great. Yeah. Is she going to be the live meetings? Has she been there for a while? Yeah, she um, comes to our Monday meetings quite often. Yeah. What's she doing? Um, what's she doing? She's, she's at McGill? I guess. No, she's at, uh, she's actually in Calgary. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. a long way from Latvia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she likes it. She's like kind of starting to feel like home. Well, yes. Yeah. In the winter, especially. Oh, pardon me? It's in the winter, especially. All right. So that's it for today. Um, Thanks again, uh, Laura, for joining us and talking and sharing. Um, Thanks for helping us do this podcast. And um, thanks, Emily, for joining um we'll have a new podcast posted monday morning our upcoming podcast can be found on concussiontalk.com spotify youtube and apple podcasts you can find more information about our group on concussionmtl.com our peer-to-peer support group is free and open to everyone we hold four weekly meetings on zoom and one of those are um, in french but everyone is welcome doesn't matter your level of proficiency in french Um, Thanks for listening. Bye.
HeadCheck Health bridges gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Trek Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada who rely on HeadCheck to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more. The music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. W www.bensound.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.